We are in the study of the revelation of Jesus Christ, of Christ revealed in his church. And we're going to continue where we were last week or pick up from last week, Christ, the power of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, Apostle Paul writes, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Have not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto, a Jew, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. We'll stop right here for now. And just to bring back to your mind, uh, the last couple of weeks, Christ, the power, and the wisdom of God. And, and he's, he writes, the preaching of the cross to us who are saved is the dunamis of God. Now, I want to want to make this statement again. I believe in the Spirit of God miraculously healing our natural bodies. I believe that. I've experienced that myself. And I have seen God work in men and women in the, in the natural realm. So I believe that God's power extends out from the spirit into the natural. I believe that. I believe the gifts of the spirit work within the body of Christ. All of this I believe. I grew up believing that. I still believe that. And I have personally experienced it more than once. I have seen God's power work in demonstration of healings, of deliverance, of what I believe are miracles. So I, I believe this, folks, but I want to, as, as, as miraculous as the natural body being healed, and if you're in, in, a in a need for a natural healing, I pray God gives that to you. I pray even this word would, would cause that to move in your heart and, and minister it to you. But I want you to see the miraculous power of the cross. I want us to see the dunamis power of the cross. Because we, we especially us that have come through a Pentecostal movement of some kind, look at the power of God many times just in the natural realm as natural healings. Like I've said, and like I'll say again, I absolutely believe it. 
but the miraculous of God extends further than that. And I, and I would even say greater than that, because, because here Paul is saying that the cross to them that are saved is the dunamis power of God. In, in Acts 1, the, Jesus spoke to believers and said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And, and again, there were many miraculous works worked by the apostles, but also they were witnesses of him. It was the power that translated them out of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear son. That's the power of the cross. That's the power of the cross. Moves us out of the old man into the new man. And, and I'm telling you, that is dunamis power. That is almighty power. Just to consider that, that you have passed from death unto life. You have passed from death unto life. That statement, that's power. The power of God. I could never pass from death unto life in myself. I could never become good enough to achieve his life. It would be impossible for me to achieve the life of Christ. But by his spirit, we have the life of Christ, and we have passed out of death. And Adam all die. Out of death. Out of Adam. And into Christ. In him, all are made alive. Notice Paul's writings, in Adam all die, in Christ all are made alive. So if you are in Christ, you are alive. You are alive regardless of your physical situation. You are alive because, and it's really the, the, it's really the only life there is. I have no life but Christ. For me to live, Paul says, is Christ. So to enjoy life is to know the Lord Jesus Christ. If I'm if I'm not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not even knowing what life is. Life is not physical existence. Amen. Life is the very person of Jesus Christ being made real in us. And we're and we're moving on in this to look at him as the wisdom of God. He is the power of God that translates us out of darkness and into life. And this whole idea of the cross, Christ crucified, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, now I want us to really hear that, the power and the wisdom of God. The world by wisdom knew not God. In all the world's wisdom, there is not a knowing of God. Not at all. Man may say there is a God. Man may try to define God, but he's not made known. God is only truly made known in the person of Jesus Christ, in the cross of Christ. 
the only place that man can come and know the Lord is in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where we come because that's where the old man is put away. That's where the Greek and the Jew and the wisdom of this world is done away with. And that's where we come into the wisdom of God is at the cross. And this wisdom, this wisdom God obtained before the world, the wisdom of the cross was in the heart of God before he ever made a man. At least that's what I understand. And I want us to look at this. I want us to look at the definition of wisdom in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want you to turn there and just look at the definition if you have a Strong's Concordance or a um, some kind of lexicon or something like that. I want you to look at the definition of the of the word wisdom. It means it, it's dealing with higher or lower worldly spiritual wisdom or skill. So when we're when we're talking about the wisdom of God, many times we're talking about the the skill of someone, someone's ab ability. So in the Old Testament there's a thought coming to my heart of the cunning ability of the people that God gathered and he'd given them skill, he'd given them wisdom to build the tabernacle of Moses. So in God's heart was the wisdom to bring a people into the glory of Christ. That was in God's heart before the world was, the wisdom, the know-how, the the knowledge, the understanding, it was all in his heart before the world was, that he would bring forth this very life we're talking about in the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to the Lamb of God. In the definition of wisdom, it, it's, it deals with something broad and full of intelligence used of the knowledge of very diverse matters. So supreme intelligence, supreme ability, skill. The science and the learning. Now, the wisdom of the world gets into man's learning. The wisdom of God is superior to man. And the book of Proverbs you, I, I, is the book of wisdom. So the book Solomon, King Solomon, of course, wrote the book of Proverbs. And throughout the book of Proverbs, he deals with wisdom. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom. So for our hearts to come into wisdom, King Solomon saying we have to reverence God. 
we have to come to a place that we're reverencing the Lord. Now, the wisdom of God we find in the cross. We find in the cross. Now, now turn with me back to Proverbs chapter 8. And begin at verse 22. It says, Proverbs 8, 22, Jehovah possessed me in the beginning of his way before the works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning before the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the beginning of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he set a circle upon the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the fountains of the deep became strong, when he gave to the sea its bound, that the waters should not transgress his commandment, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as a master workman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. And this is, this is speaking of wisdom, that God possessed wisdom in the beginning of his way. And it was his master work. It was his, the understanding that God had before he made the world. And in John 1, John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, in him was life, and the light, life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And this word, word, logos, means something said, including this, the thought, the reasoning, the mental faculty or motive. So the very motive of God was in the beginning, in the logos, the, the wisdom of God from the beginning. And everything that was made, he made through this thought through this divine purpose all things were made by him and for him so everything made was made in the very thought and purpose of the lord jesus christ everything in him was life and the life was light of men now this was in the beginning with god that life was in christ Troy means the same was in the beginning of God. In other words, God never changed his course. So, sometimes in Christianity, we, hit, we have an idea that God created Adam, Adam sinned, and then God had to change his course. He had to, you know, develop the cross. I don't think that's so. I think God knew all things from the beginning. And from the beginning, he had possessed the wisdom. He had possessed within himself that Christ was going to come forth 
made of a woman, made under the law to redeem us who were under the law. That was that was in the beginning. He he, I believe, saw man, saw man's destitute state of being from the beginning. And he said, in Christ is life. In him is life. And so everything that God saw from the beginning, he was looking toward Christ. And this wisdom of Christ was rejoicing always before him. So it was always his delight. And everything that he did when he began to create the earth, when, when God began to move in the earth and said, let there be light, what was rejoicing in his heart was the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I believe that. I believe that was before the Lord as he laid forth the earth. And it's in the wisdom of the cross that you and I come to know this. Nowhere else. That's why the wisdom of the wise, the wisdom of the world, the intelligence of the world cannot come in here because through the cross, through the cross, the old man is dead. The old man is crucified. His wisdom, his intellect, his capability cannot perceive what God has done in Christ can't perceive it, can't perceive it. So the best that we can form is religion. That's the best we can form when it comes to a knowing of God is that man would form a religion and say, well, this is God, and this is how we behave. This is how we act. This is what we have to do. But in all that, there's not a knowing of God. It is in this divine wisdom that God brings forth the knowing. Ephesians chapter 1 says, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he have chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made him accepted, or he made us accepted and beloved. God predestined in Christ before the foundation of the world. And I wrote this note, when you read the word predestinated, God was looking at Christ and what he would bring forth, not predestinated us individually as humans. You know, this is, this is a teaching that's up on the earth that some of us were predestinated to go to heaven and some of us were predestinated to go to hell. No, the predestination was in Christ. God chose before the world. In Christ. That was what was rejoicing before him. Is that in Christ? Before he created man. That's where the praise of the glory of God 
is made known. It's not known in man. It's not known in man. Again, man's wisdom cannot attain to that of God. God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways, as Isaiah said, is past finding out. But we, but we come to know them by the Spirit of God. That's how we come to know them, by the Spirit of God, not through our self-effort, but by the Spirit of God. Now, turn with me to Acts 26, and we're and keep this in your mind, the wisdom of God. Acts 26, verse 12. Apostle Paul is talking here to King Agrippa, and he says, Whereupon, as I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests at midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them that journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen on to the earth, I heard a voice saying unto me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the goad. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest, but arise and stand upon thy feet, for to this end have I appeared unto thee, to appoint thee a minister and a witness both of the things wherein thou hast seen me and the things wherein I will appear unto thee. So look at that. Paul sees the Lord, and the Lord tells him he's appointed a minister and a witness of this seeing of the Lord, and also of the things wherein the Lord will appear unto him. And he goes on, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I, I have sent. Send thee to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive remission of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith in me. Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but declared both to them of Damascus first and at Jerusalem and throughout all the country of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, doing works worthy of repentance. Now, I want to really look at a couple things here. And again, I'm dealing with the wisdom of God. Paul sees a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about him. Now, again, I believe this literally naturally happened, that a light greater than the sun shined upon Paul. I believe that, okay? So, and Paul is blinded by that light. That light is so great, it blinds him. And he, you know, the, you know, the story of Paul, he goes and he's baptized, wash away his sins and his eyes are open and so forth. But, but it's above the brightness of the sun. The light that shines is above the brightness of the sun. And it's a heavenly vision. It's not an earthly vision. 
So when he sees Jesus, he sees a heavenly vision because Jesus is the heavenly one. And I want you to hear this, that the light he sees is greater than the light of the sun. Just, just lay that in your heart. The understanding that comes to Paul is greater than that under the sun. It's greater than man's wisdom. So when we go down, for example, we go back to Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 1, Solomon writes, Ecclesiastes 1, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also will rise, and the sun will go down, and hasteth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth it about into the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to its circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full, unto the place from whence the rivers come. Thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. <laughs> so, so Solomon looks at man and his labor in the book of Ecclesiastes. And he comes to a place, and he says, it's all vanity. Another place in Ecclesiastes, he says, all his labor that he labored to do was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit for it. So all that man sets his head hand to do, King Solomon says vanity. All the, all the work we do in the natural. King Solomon says, can be left to another. And we, and we could see this with man, how he can set up estates and he can set up this and he can set up that, his, so to speak, kingdom. And then someone else comes in and eats the fruit of his labor. And he himself doesn't enjoy it. So when we go back to Paul's encounter with the Lord Jesus on the Damascus road and the light shining from heaven is greater than the sun, I want you to consider that the understanding that filled Paul's heart, not only was a natural heart greater than the, than the sun, the understanding that filled Paul's heart was beyond everything that was under the sun everything of man. That's what I'm trying to say. All that was of man, all of his wisdom, knowledge, understanding, everything that he puts his hand to, to gain, all at once the apostle Paul encountered the Lord Jesus, and he saw the divine wisdom of God. He saw the divine purpose of God, the divine intelligence of God. Everything that God had desired in his heart, 
you could say, come before Paul in the person of Jesus Christ. That was everything God had desired for man. When he created the man and gave him dominion, it was all toward this purpose. Chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now, that's where we are. See, that's where we are now. We're in Christ Jesus. That God can teach us this of Christ, that God can teach us this divine wisdom. And it all come through the cross. See, see the wisdom of this, the, the, the power of this came through the cross. That through the cross, God would bring man out of the natural and into the spiritual, into his purpose. So all this that's vanity under the sun were brought from through the work of the cross to purpose. And our purpose is to be found in Christ Jesus the Lord. Paul says that in Philippians, that I might know him that I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is of Christ. That whole reality of him is now set forth in our midst to be known by the Spirit of the living God. And again, I say we can't understand it by the natural. Because God's ways is higher than our ways. God's ways is past finding out. But God reveals this unto us by his spirit. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And let's look at that. 1 Corinthians 2, 4. Glory to God. Apostle Paul says, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So his very speech was demonstration of the spirit and of the power of God. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. See, here, here again is predestined, the predestination. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained, the word ordained, can be interpreted predestined. So God predestined in Christ before the world unto our glory. That's where he predestined at. That's where the predestination's at, in Christ. Not in you and me, but in Christ. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Whosoever will can come to this place we're talking about in Christ. Verse 8 says, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. For, but as is written, I have not seen nor 
ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. See, man couldn't attain it. Here it is again. Never entered into his heart. The wisdom of man never knew what God had ordained, what God had planned. And he says here that had they known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord Jesus. Why? Because what God had planned, what God had prepared before the world, what was rejoicing in his heart, what, you know, again, defining this word logos, the logos, the thought, the mind, the purpose of God in John 1, what was in the heart of God is what's now revealed to you and I in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what was rejoicing before the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. This is what was greater than what's under the sun. This is what he prepared. And it was prepared in a person, the wisdom of God. It came out in a person, the wisdom of God, being the Lord Jesus Christ and him coming made of a woman made under the law to redeem us that were under the law, that to redeem us that was in the futility of man through the cross. And why it had to happen in the cross is because God could not be known in the carnality of man. So it's at the cross that our hearts are circumcised. It's at the cross that the old man is cut away. It's at the cross that the grace of God is poured out upon us. And, and, and you, you know, the love of God is shed to us to release us from this man and bring us into the glorious reality of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's what God prepared for them that love him. See, Go back and read the book of Proverbs. So many believers may still think like I did when I become saved. You know, reading Jesus' words in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you in my Father's house are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you. And, and in my heart, that's what I considered as God was doing for me is, is someday over there, I'd have all this stuff from God. I'd have a better life from God. But I'm telling you, it's greater than that. And the book of Proverbs tells you that, that the, the riches of the wisdom of God, the riches of the understanding and knowledge of God supersede gold and silver and things of that nature. But so many believers believe that's what God has prepared, just a living without problems and having these natural things eternally. But the wisdom of God is, is that we would be in Christ, that, that, that the very mind and will and nature of God would be made known to us in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what God prepared for those that love him that they may be one as we are one, I and them, thou and me, that they be made perfect in one. This is what God prepared, and he brought it forth in the cross 
That's what eye hadn't seen. That's what ear hadn't heard. That's what never entered into the heart of man is the things of Christ. And then verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Yes. What's he revealing to us? Jesus said he shall take of mine and show it to, to you. So God reveals the things of Christ by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Who do you think the deep things of God is? <laughs> it's a person. It's Christ Jesus the Lord. He said all things of the fathers are mine. So the deep things of God belong to him. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So here's the beauty of God's grace again, freely given to us. By grace you are saved. It is the gift of God. Of his fullness we have received in grace for grace. So what's given to us? We're joint heirs with Christ. He's made unto us righteousness, peace, sanctification. He's the power of God. He's the wisdom of God. And Paul goes on and says, which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches compared spiritual things with spiritual. So, so we're in this place where God is teaching us that we should be taught of God, that all should be taught of God. Man, what a place that God himself is the teacher, that the Spirit is showing us the things of Christ, not man's wisdom, not man's understanding. Not man's ability. None of that could come over in the cross. But now we're able ministers by the Spirit of God. Because who's showing us the glory of this mystery that we would be one. That Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith. That Christ would be made known. That the wisdom of God would be revealed is the Spirit of the living God. Yes, that's who's showing us this glory, is the Spirit of the living God. May the Lord Jesus just fill our hearts and our minds in his fullness. May we come to this glorious understanding of Christ. May Christ bless you. Amen. Have a beautiful day in the Lord.